You're listening to Empowered Parenting, real parents, real stories. Tune in to help you and your children build resilience. Let's get connected. Welcome to Empowered Parenting, real parents, real stories. Today's episode is all about screen time. You are not a failure, even though we all feel like it. This pandemic has led us into parenting in a way that we're just not accustomed to. We have no time to breathe. We feel like we're parenting 24-7. There's no office to go to. Um, For those of us who've had online school, our kids have been in the house with us. So it's just all parenting all the time. We're really excited to have Robin back on our um, podcast this week. Robin has three children, um, ages 7, 10, and 12. And so let's dive right into it and let's see what screen time is and in her house and how it's affecting them. Robin, welcome back. So happy that you found the time to come back to us again. I know that time and your free time is likely so, so precious. So funny enough, you already actually introed today's topic. When we got to meet together last time, we are going to talk about screen time. And screen time specifically during the pandemic, one of the things that I've noticed so much in my practice, uh, and then the topic of screen time comes up on a daily basis, is parents really struggling with feeling like they're giving their kids more screen time than they want to, but also feeling like they don't have many other alternatives given the lockdown situation. So I'm so curious to know, what does screen time look like in your house? Well, we used to have very strict screen time uh, rules. We allowed our children one hour per day of screen time. And now we really don't have a screen time rule anymore. So (laughs) we do continue to try to limit it. Um, And we do use it as a consequence frequently to say, you know, to try to incent the kids to earn more screen time or to explain, you know, that wasn't okay. And what do you think would be an appropriate consequence for that? Well, probably not as much screen time. Um, But we've been doing a lot of earning back of screen time because it's the only time in the day when we have any sanity. So we do screen time for workout time. We do screen time for let's try and eat our dinner time. Um, There's a lot of screen time going on in our house. Do you feel guilty about it? I feel exceptionally guilty about it because they're also spending all day on screens for school when they would normally be, you know, just in person talking to humans, not looking at a screen all day. And everything you read says this is terrible for children. They should have limits on their screen time. But I don't have any other choices. I try to get them outside. We built a rink in our backyard so they can go out skating. Um, there's been no snow all through the lockdown. So they haven't been able to do any normal winter activities like sledding or we're not a skiing family, but we might do a ski weekend. We can't do that. So there's not really much else to do. We still work in family game night, but there's not a lot of other stuff to be doing. So it sounds to me like screen time almost becomes a little bit about survival, getting through the day. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, and I think kind of like you said, that you feel so exceptionally guilty because everything we know talks about how, you know, too much screen is not good for kids' brains, but this very trapped feeling that parents feel right now, and that is, I don't know what else to do. And to expect a parent to be on 24-7, 
playing all day, being engaged all day, I, I don't think is reasonable. And so screen seems like a very obvious place to allow some decompression time, some quiet time and crazy concept to allow some time for parents to do some adult things. Um, like you said, if you want to have a workout while you're home, I can't imagine that would be easy if your three children are at your hip every minute, you will not be able to get anything done. And so right. screen time, I think during the pandemic has really served as a funny way of being able to survive the day. The other crazy thing, Cindy, is that for my 10-year-old son, screen time has become his ability to socialize with his buddies because they play all of these games where there's social interaction. So he'll ask me, mom, can I FaceTime so-and-so like his buddy? And I say, sure, you can FaceTime him. And then I walk in the room and he's got his screen off and he's playing a video game. So he can hear his friend, but he can't see him because they're playing a video game together and interacting within the game. I didn't experience that for my 12-year-old daughter. But with him, that's become the way to have a play date these days. Absolutely. And, and so it becomes a balancing act. It becomes so much screen, your poor brain, but zero socializing, you need to have some socializing. And so exactly. it's about making that difficult choice. But I think to your point, kids are starving for social time. And so we're trying to give it to them in any way they can get it. They're so desperate for it. I think that Robin like hit the nail on the head when it, there were two things she said that that really struck a chord with me and I think likely resonate with so many people who might be listening. One was that pre-pandemic in her family, there were screen rules. Now there are none. And I actually think that that is such a common experience for so many families and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. And then the other thing she said was that she feels exceptionally guilty about how much her kids are on screen. And, and that's a really kind of powerful thing for to hear from Robin and also one that I think a lot of parents are feeling. But let's go back to her earlier point about this idea of pre-pandemic, there were screen rules in her house. I think the reality is most of us as parents have some awareness that Kids, generally speaking, these days are on way more screens than a lot of us would have been when we were younger. We just didn't have so many screens. And I think most of us can comfortably say that we we have a recognition that so much screen use is not completely healthy for our kids and for their developing brains. But this pandemic has thrown us into a whole other reality whereby so many of us are relying on screen time because it, it offers a lot. It, it offers us quiet. It offers us as parents a break where we don't have to be on because many kids, once they're on screen, are, are so consumed with it. It somehow serves like a bit of a babysitter. As Robin pointed out, screen use does offer some socialization. A lot of our kids are on screen. They might be talking to friends on FaceTime. They might be playing video games where they're actually interacting with others. And given that our kids don't really have many other opportunities for so much socializing during the pandemic, it, it serves something quite important. And yet, despite this, we're feeling very guilty about it. Yeah. And I think that that's like, I know for me, 
So like one of the, we, Cindy held, you held a workshop for the parents in our school a couple of weeks ago, and we asked parents to submit questions on what they wanted help with. And it was one after the other, screen time, screen time, screen time. And these are parents of kids, you know, 18 months to four years old. And, um, but we can see like Robin's kids are a little bit older. I have a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old. It's like, it doesn't matter how old your kid is. It's this universal issue. But for me, I know that I find, I almost feel a little bit better when my kids are socializing on screen time. Like I feel like it eases the guilt a little bit. I think it's harder for parents of like really little kids when they know that it's like a pure babysitter, it's a pure relief. It's a pure, um, you know, it's like you can, (laughs) I can almost justify it a bit. I'm like, okay, well my 12 year olds on Fortnite and my seven year olds on Roblox. So like, and they're talking to their friends. I can hear their friends. Like I can get behind this. Okay. Let's just keep going. Whereas with like the 18 month old or the three year old, it's like you, you literally feel like you're, um, and I know the parents in the school. And I think a lot of parents listening to this who have little kids feel like, okay, well, it's purely for a babysitter. It's purely to let me catch my breath. And I think it's really hard. Um, I'm curious to see, um, you know, let's listen in and, and find out how Robin feels about, you know, the amount of screen time in her house. Robin, I love how you described so beautifully earlier that your house feels perhaps a little bit calmer when everybody is on their screen, not school screen, like entertainment or socializing screen, that somehow everyone goes into a state and it's quiet. Here's my big question. What happens when you have to turn the screens off in your house? Oh gosh, that is the most dreaded time in the day. Sometimes we postpone it. <laughs> I wish I could postpone it indefinitely. Yeah, survival. Because no matter, survival. <laughs> no matter how many warnings, reminders, five minutes, one minute, we have to put those away It's this time of day. Um, it's like they haven't had any screen time at all. And they're <laughs> coming off of some drug. Like they, they freak out. They beg for it. They physically hold the screen and we have to try and take it away from them. It's the worst part of my day, to be honest. It almost makes me want to not give the screen time at times, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. What? And I can totally imagine. I mean, listen, it's funny. You laughed when you said it's like they've been drugged. But what we know about screen is that there is this kind of addictive quality to it. And kids' brains are that much more susceptible. And so when we take it away, for some kids, it could look as if we were like literally removing a limb or something. That is how desperate they are. And it's always one more. Mom, I just have to do this one more thing. One more thing. Just give me two more seconds. Absolutely. But it's never two more seconds. There's always one more thing. No, no. I, I think when kids say that, I just need one more minute. I just need this. I don't even think they're aware of what they're saying. They're just essentially saying anything they can to hold onto their screen a bit longer. Yeah. And if we think of the fact that we're in a pandemic right now and there's been so much lockdown, everyone's baseline is already thin. Like everybody's buckets are already a bit depleted. And so these moments, these high stress parenting moments that are, it, it certainly sounds in your house can be high stress maybe tantrum, maybe meltdown are that much more intense because we're going in already thin. And so what, what a dilemma that you identified. I am giving my kids these screens knowing full well what I'm going to have to deal with when I take them away. But, but I have no other option. 
because I need a break and they need a break and we're trapped in this house. We can't go anywhere. We can't really do that much. And, and so what a really difficult parenting place to be in, to be parenting from a, I don't feel I have a choice kind of place. Absolutely. And so how long, well, not, I'm not going to make an assumption that your kids do de-escalate, but how long does it take for things to kind of recalibrate once screens are off? It's tricky. I mean, it depends. It depends on the day. Um, but it takes a long time. They, you know, I try to have bedtime snack ready so that they can, once they've, you know, gotten over it, they can be looking forward to that bedtime snack. But it is, it's very hard and it depends on the day. Okay. I'm going to ask you a truth question. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> Thus far in the lockdown, have you ever in your head said, I really need to get them off screen. They've been on for so long, but then just let them stay on way longer. Cause you had just a hundred percent. Yes. Yep. On, not on one occasion, Cindy, on many occasions. And so Robin, here's the thing. Like, this is the wish. I wish I could put this out to all parents and certainly any parent that's listening. Now is not the time to be feeling guilty about that. We are in survival mode. There's going to come a time where kids are going to go back to school, where activities are going to open, where warm weather will come, where life will start to become more normal. And when that happens, all parents can choose if they wish to readjust or reinstitute screen rules the way they might have had them pre-pandemic. But right now, we have to pick our battles we are spending so much time all together under a roof. There has to be some degree of harmony. And so if some of that means we need more screen time, it's just what we need to survive, then my wish would be is that all parents give themselves permission to do that. Their kids will be a-okay. They'll be fine. Thank you so much for saying that. That makes me feel so much better. Absolutely, Robin. And Robin, oh my God, thank you so much for joining us. So Cindy, when you asked Robin how many times in this pandemic has she let her kids stay on screens for much longer than she had to, I just, I couldn't help but like, <laughs> like yesterday in my house. So everybody in Ontario has gone back to school all the kids have gone back to school except for my kids have a midwinter break this week so my kids are still home and I'm working so I at five o'clock yesterday after my seven-year-old my husband took my 12-year-old skiing but my seven-year-old was in his dungeon of the basement and he'd been on screen since noon and it was five and I called down to him and I said do you want to come play cards or do something with me and he said no and I just was so happy that he said no, because the last thing I wanted to do was anything that I'd suggested. And I just let him stay on his screen. And like, I, it, it just resonated with me so much of, of what she'd said. I, 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 I wanted him to say yes. I wanted, and I knew how bad it was. And I just, I let it go. I let it go. Lisa, that's so honest. And I have a funny feeling that any parent would be able to relate and potentially share a very similar story. I know my kids are on screen literally all day. 
and I'm working all day and I recognize I'm, I, I feel almost powerless in that, that I have no choice. And so what a complicated, as I mentioned to Robin, it's almost like as it pertains to screen time during the pandemic, we're almost parenting against our better judgment. Because our, our solid judgment says mm, too much screen is not healthy for kids. We know that. And we know it as we're giving them permission to use more of it because we're trying to survive, because we don't necessarily have the energy to want to sit and play cards or a board game all day long with our kids. I guess, you know, we're not really camp counselors. Uh, we're parents. We're, we're trying to, a lot of us juggle work and, and juggle life and, and we can't be on all the time. And screen seems so easy. And it's also something that typically kids are very enthusiastic about. So I, I'm sure there are some kids who maybe don't enjoy so much screen, but most kids really love it. And so it's so easy to give them something they're enthusiastic about that gives quiet to the house, that gives us freedom, that keeps them seemingly happy. It allows for peaceful moments, which we all need to have every single day during this pandemic. Robin mentioned when I asked her that she feels exceptionally guilty about how much screen time her kids have. Do you? Like, do you feel that way? So if I think about the things that I've heard you say to parents in our school, to me over, like, it's not good for their brain. It's not good for their brain. It's not good for their brain. I do feel guilty. Like I have this visual of like what I'm doing to my kid. A couple of weeks ago, he had a PD day and I came home from work and he, I, I, I'm much more impacted by my younger son because my older son, when he's on screen time is, is really socializing. So like, I feel okay about that, but mm -hmm. I said before, but my little guy is not. And um, I came home and he was like, he likes to be in the basement and he was in the basement in the dark in his underwear. And I just looked at him and I said, this is not a normal, the, the, it, like nothing about this is normal. So yeah, I feel in that moment and yesterday too, like I feel incredibly guilty, but not guilty enough to stop myself from continuing to let him do it because it it's, in that moment, I care, oh, this is horrible to say, I care more about me than him. I said that out loud. <laughs> and, and listen, like part of this podcast is saying things out loud that we know so many parents are thinking and feeling, but feel ashamed to say it out loud. And we're all about, we're going to say it out loud because it's okay. I do have to tell you as a sidebar, I could like laugh in my head with a visual of little Noah in your dark basement sitting on his couch in his underwear. But like, he's so happy, but I, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, I call him the caveman because he, I'll invite him up to like into the light to watch the screen, but he wants to be down there. He right. Right. And part of that, I, I do believe that part of that is kind of the addictive quality of screen in that it, it pulls kids in and they just become hyper-focused, which is like part of the screen stuff that makes us a little bit worried. So why don't we talk a little bit about how to, how to manage the screen time in a way that maybe could help us to feel a little less guilty. And managing the screen time in the pandemic, I'm actually not going to be suggesting less screen time because I respect and appreciate that uh, parents are doing the best they can. But then how do we do this screen time in a decently healthy way? And, and this is where I think we, we can have some suggestions. So if let's say you choose to allow your child to have five hours of screen time a day, 
So in a perfect world, if you wanted to try to make that the healthiest version of five hours a day, chunk it into windows. So as opposed to having five hours straight, chunk it into windows. So maybe there could be five one hour blocks of time or uh, two, two and a half blocks of time. So that rather than them sitting there for so many hours in a row, they can have a chunk of time. And then after the window of time has completed, even if it is a 20 minute break, come, let's have a super healthy snack. Uh, Let's go jump around outside for 10 minutes, or let's blast the music in our house and have a dance party for 10 minutes. It can be a short interruption, but the purpose of the interruption is to calibrate the energy in the body. So healthy food helps calibrate energy and movement, moving the body helps calibrate the energy. It almost acts as like a detoxer. And so if you cannot take on two hours of screenless time with your kids because you just don't have it in you to be on, fine. So give them 20 minutes and then let them go back on. That's one of the things. I find that what's really helpful for my husband and I is like forcing ourselves out of the house. Like no one wants to go. No one wants to stick themselves in their snow pants and their snow boots. But like once we actually get going, it's just much easier to like find time, like extend the time off the screen. And then we all feel like super proud of ourselves when we come home because we've been in nature and it looks good and it sounds good. So like, okay, go back on your screen until tomorrow morning. And like, we're all, we're all fine. And, and the truth is, is that like, we know, and I know professionally from what I do that, like, it doesn't matter how old your kid is. It's like the best medicine for them. It's the best nutrition for their brains, right? Just to be outside. And, and so like, and it's so good for like, for the, like our little, little kids for parents who are listening and our 12 year olds and our 17 year olds and our whatever, like, it's just, and you don't actually, for me, it's good. Cause like, you don't have to think about what to do with them. You don't have to entertain them. Like you just have to take them out. And like, we naturally then just like, even if you're walking or pushing them in the stroller or whatever, it's just like, it's, it's easy to extend the time off the screen as opposed to in the house when they're bored 10 minutes later. So let's, let's not overlook one factor and, and Robin identified it. Let's not overlook that while we make these suggestions and they sound so lovely, the process of getting kids off screen can be very complicated. And, and the bulk of that is related to chemistry in the brain, the addictive quality of the screen. And so when we as parents seek to take away this, this drug, uh, kids very typically have a reaction. It can vary in what it looks like, but for a lot of kids, it is extremely difficult to turn their screens off and then to be able to be somewhat decent human beings. A lot of kids go into absolute tantrum mode, distress mode when they're told they have to stop being on their screen. And so that's important to keep in mind in terms of when you choose to give your kid your screen, make a mental note to yourself that you are also choosing to likely deal with a tantrum when you take the screen away. It's very good to be prepared as a parent. So if you psychologically prepare yourself, it might help in the moment. And then the idea is when when it is time to take the screen away and the tantrum ensues, all kids will get out of it. And so it's about being patient. It's about having those other alternatives available for when the tantrum passes. And and interestingly enough, this whole theme of tantrums, even though today we're kind of talking about it related to screen, 
we will be doing our next podcast episode on the theme of tantrums and, and what it feels like as a parent to have to go through a tantrum with your child and, and what parents can do to do that. And so that actually is going to be the entire next podcast episode. Okay, so Cindy, we have spent this episode talking about young kids and screen time, but let's talk about teens. I'm on the brink of having one. I have a 12 year old. I'm about to have a 13 year old. What do we do with uh, teenagers who wanna stay up all night playing video games? Talk us through it. (laughs) It's a reality. And I think it's like heightened during the pandemic, but even pandemic aside, the topic of teens and screens comes up in my practice all the time. And it has been for years. So I think, first of all, what I would say is um, if you leave in a house where you haven't had so many limits on screen time and you've been kind of fairly easygoing about it, it's going to be very hard to all of this, all of a sudden start instituting rules when your kids become teenagers and they'll be very resistant to it. So you can do it but it's likely going to have quite a bit of wear and tear on your relationship because screens with teens is kind of multi-layered. They rely on these screens for their social interaction. Pandemic or no pandemic, they are using screens all the time. They're Snapchatting, they're FaceTiming, they're messaging each other, they're TikToking with one another. So there's a massive social component. And there's also a massive social component in terms of kids who are into video games. Um, Most kids these days and teenagers who are playing video games are not playing them solo. They're playing them with groups of other people. It could be people internationally, it could be friends of theirs. And uh, it is very often uh, very boy popular and it's very much how they socialize. And so I think it's important to appreciate that on some level. But obviously, you know, kids staying up till five in the morning, not being able to get up for school, uh, kids, you know, making purchases online uh, without letting their parents know, without asking. There's all sorts of ways that this can go haywire. And this can be an episode in and of itself. But in a nutshell, what I would say in terms of parenting teens and their screen use, I would really do contract parenting with these kids. And so contract parenting is where you design a contract with your kids. So it could be something like, listen, I want you to use your screen. I know how important it is to you. Uh, There's certain things you have to make sure you do to uh, enable yourself to use the screens. And that is you need to like take on your chores. You need to do your homework. Um, You need to continue to be a decent person in the house and act respectfully and and not kind of screen brain where you are like rude and, and prickly. And you're allowed to, as a parent, you can kind of set up your expectations and then you get to say to your teenager, you know, so long as you're pulling all this stuff off, then go ahead, use your screens. Um, Because I'm trusting that if you are using your screens and still doing all the things you have to do, that you're finding a way to balance it. However, if you start not being able to get up, if you start not going to school, if I notice your grades slipping, if you steal money from me, if you use my credit card without asking anything, then even though your words are telling me that you want to be on screen all the time, you can handle it, your behavior would be suggesting otherwise. And so your behavior and your choices that you make will determine how much screen you're allowed to use. And that's generally the philosophy I suggest to parents of teenagers. So join us next week um, for tantrums with Cindy. <laughs> <laughs>